Hi, I am Paula Shadi Anosier. Welcome to the SNC Podcast, a podcast helping to unravel the inherently complex world of music, arts, and entertainment through insightful discussions with Nigerian artists, creatives, lawyers, music, and business executives. On this episode, we're talking effective communication. Why effective communication, you might ask? Well, I believe that it is important because we're all witnessing the increased spotlight that a lot of artists, artist managers, media and entertainment entrepreneurs, creators, and music executives are receiving globally. As such, effective communication must be a vital part of our arsenal as we strive to achieve success in and with our various endeavors and careers. So I spoke to Adin Risola Adeyemi, a diction coach based in Nigeria, about diction, elocution, and public speaking. Adin Risola graduated from the Obafemi Awolowo University, Ileife, with a degree in English language. She's also a presenter, voiceover artist, content developer, and face model. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you find it useful, do share it with a friend, and feel free to rate us on Apple Podcast. Better still, you can tag us or leave a comment on our social media platforms, which is at T-H-E-S-N-C podcast. Hello, Adarin Sola. Hi, Shade. Would you prefer to call you Adarin Sola or Darren? Anyone, anyone. Okay. Hi, Darren. <laughs> hi, <laughs> welcome hi, to, Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. How are you doing? Pleasure to be here. Very well, thank you. And you? I'm good. I'm happy to have you here. Very I'm happy good. because um, a part of me is selfish because I think you're going to be helping me walk through some of my issues. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to our conversation. It's fine. Now, before we start, I'm going to confess, and I think I've already mentioned that to you, that I'm a very fast talker. Okay. So during the course of our conversation, right, if I start speaking really fast, <laughs> I want you to say, hi, Shade. <laughs> And then I remember to slow down. Do you? That's an interesting cue. Okay. <laughs> Just say, hi, Shadi. Okay, okay. All right, cool. Okay. So um, besides the obvious information that we have about you online, which mm-hmm. is that you are a diction and elocution coach, mm-hmm. which we're going to get into soon. You are also a voiceover artist. Yes, I am. You are a digital and communication strategist. Yes, I am. And you're a banker. Uh, well, <laughs> you not professionally. Not professionally? Yeah, so I'm in the marketing and corporate communications department. Yeah, so... So you work at a bank? Yes, regardless. I work in a bank, yes, but you're but not, a, not banker. Exactly a banker. Okay, so you work at a bank. Yes. Now, besides all that information, okay. what were you like as a child and what was it like growing up in your family? Hmm. So I'd say I wasn't one of those um, children who, when you ask them, oh, what do you want to be in the future? And they're like, today, I want to be a doctor. And then you ask them the next day, and they're like, I want to be a lawyer. Nah, I've always, always, always wanted to be a broadcaster. Now, this table actually reminds me of what I used to do as a child. So Mm. my, my, my dad used to buy newspapers every day. Like every day until he passed. Mm-hmm. So you'd see that immediately I saw this book and I saw Bimbo Loide. I went, I know her. Yeah. Channels. I'm yeah. like, I don't know any broadcaster that I do not know. Like I grew up watching TV, listening to the radio, and then I had newspapers. So what I used to do growing up as a child was when I was the only one at home after school, I would just go to our dining table. At the time, there were no teleprompters. 
Do you understand? So I would... Um, there's this woman on um, AIT News, Jiri Kolakoforiji. So mm-hmm. I watched her so much. Like, I used to imitate her. So I'll just get my newspapers. And because there were no teleprompters, I'd get a plain sheet of paper, um, write out some stories from newspaper into the plain paper, put look for a container on the, uh, put it on the table, and um, get a um, screwdriver. That is my microphone. Wow. And then I'd be... <laughs> I'll be reading the news yeah. to myself. Like, no, I'll be, oh, hi everyone, welcome to AIT News. Uh, my name is Jiwe Kolakoforiji. <laughs> Have you met her? Yes, I interned, I interned, oh, yes, I interned true. with AIT at some point after NYC and I was like, yeah, I really imitated Yeah, no, that's, you know, I think that a lot of times when you hear people who have dreams and goals, Mm -hmm. I keep on saying that, that it starts from a young age and even though you may maybe put it on the back burner for a while, those foundations, those experiences really... I don't know. Yes. Yeah, they really do. And then yes. you look at you're like, oh wow. I remember like look at you saying that you used to imitate her, right? Yes. And then you actually yes. got to work with her. So yes. that's that's super yes. that's super <laughs> awesome. What about your family? You come from a family of how many kids? What three girls. Oh. I'm the first of three girls. Oh, yes. My cool. dad is lazy and my mom my mom's a nurse. Okay. Yes. That's yes. great. Yes. So what were your parents like? My parents, okay, so my dad was the introvert. And so it was just a perfect blend. My mom, the extroverted um, person, the strict, no nonsense, but my dad was a liberal person. So that's, yeah, yeah, there was this balance. What about your siblings? My siblings, uh, they're good. They're okay. 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 Now, what led to your interest in diction and elocution? Because like you said, you wanted to become a broadcaster, which hopefully knock on wood, we'll see how that's going to happen, you know? And then when you become successful, you say, oh, I remember when I came on Shadi's (laughs) point. Don't worry. Exactly. (laughs) So what led to your interest in diction and elocution? Okay. So remember I mentioned, so it's going to be like a continuation of um, my growing up. I'd say... Okay, so let me just chip in here that parents, parents have, they might not know, most parents might not know, but they have about the strongest influence on their children. I just said that I grew up around newspapers, like, (laughs) till the day, till the day my dad had an accident and passed, my dad Mm. actually went to get a newspaper. (laughs) Wow. That's, wow. Do you understand? So... I, I I grew up around newspapers and I would consume them. I would, should I say, I recognized all of the writers, all of the Toyosi, Ogushayes, and, and co. Such that even, I remember there was this time, I hope I'm not digressing. No, it's fine. No, I want to know this. That's what I'm asking you. <laughs> I remember there was this time. So coincidentally, I don't want to say, I don't, even, I don't know whether to say it was a coincidence. I also work with the media team in... Um, in the bank that I work with, mm. media and external relations. Yeah. So that, there was a time where we had to um, we had to interface with some of these media people. And I just went, oh my God, I know you. I used to read your story. Oh. I know you. I know. That's great. <laughs> I'd mention their names. I'd mention, I said, okay, where is Toyosi? Oh, Toyosi, she's not with the BBC. Oh, 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 this person. Oh, I know you. You're a photojournalist. Yes. Mm. Like, 
Oh, I know you, Kemi, Kemi, um, Kemi Ashafon. I used to read your story going when I'm growing up. Oh, you have your own platform, now. like that's awesome. And I'll just go. Was it be, so that interest in newspapers before yes. even getting to was that because you saw your dad reading that and your mom? Um, or you just, for whatever reason you just love reading the newspapers. I'd say because I was exposed to okay. them okay. at a young age. age. So you'd see your parents reading the papers. Yes, yes, yes. And watching TV, um, watching the news, analyzing the news. So my interest in diction elocution, your your question. So I observed because I, I already picked an interest in broadcasting. If there was anything I observed with all of the people I watched and listened to, it was that they spoke well. They spoke like very well without any funny accent without trying to imitate anyone, without, there was no interference, there was no um, cultural interference. You couldn't tell whether the caster was a Yoruba or was um, from Akwaibom or any part of Nigeria. I really, really, really admired that. Yeah. And then I got to, what, there was something I used to do. So I had a, um, an exercise book where if I heard a different pronunciation from what I was used to, I'd write it down and check my dictionary and be, oh, it's not interesting, mm-hmm. like most people say. It's interesting. interesting. I'd hear baby say protein or protein and I'd be, hmm? it's not protein. Okay, let me check, let me, yeah. check, let me check. And I'll check my dictionary. It's so funny that I know these people. I know who taught me what. <laughs> That's awesome. Like, I know who taught me what. I had listened to Bukala Sami with more of um, TVC and I'd hear her say, um, special advisor to the president. Oh, advisor, president. It's not president and it's not advisor. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'd write it down. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, I wanted to be an excellent broadcaster. In school, were you, what was your favorite? One of your favorite classes, is it oral English or literature in English? So school, like university? Yeah, university, secondary school, primary school. Okay, secondary school, of course, English language. Okay. I wasn't good with figures, my God. (laughs) No, I just, you know, one one of the... (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) It's very fine. I could have an A, like, even get a prize yeah. in English language and then have an E or an F in words. Yeah. No, so I just feel like oral, you know, as, as when I was preparing to interview you, yes. I, I, whenever I'm preparing to interview guests, I just like always think about things that came back from maybe my past and when I was younger. And I thought about oral English and how sometimes we blow that off when we're in secondary school. Like, uh, this person is pronouncing, even like the word pronunciation mm. it's not pronunciation mm. and for the more, yeah mm. it's you know so i just think that oral english has a role to play yes, in how it, does. it, well, it actually of- does and it's just so funny because when we were in secondary school i when we were in secondary school we just it, it was like a part of english lang- language where we just wanted to skip like we all just yes. did abc Number one, A. Mm-hmm. Number two, B. Like, we went really, we didn't really master those sounds. Mm-hmm. Even me. But the thing with me was, I knew there was a goal. Broadcasting. Okay, so what could take me there? So that was the, yeah. like, interest for me. And so when I got into Ife as well, um, phonetic and phonology was 
where I used to get my A's and yeah, all that. That's so great. it was like a natural area of Mm-hmm. Now, before we get into the core of our conversation, okay. for people who are listening and who are watching, I think that's important to stress that the reason why I have you here is that for people in the media industry and entertainment, a lot of us are going to be speaking publicly mm. and presenting your ideas, pitching your, oh, what's this, what is this project about? What is this story oh, about? Exactly. So, yes, and yes. I'm sure you would agree that effective speaking and communication has a role to play in how successful you're now more than ever exactly right especially with the whole afro beats to the world mm-hmm. um people are getting more exposure yes, internationally yes. so yes. i'm really glad to have you here and i'm I ready to dive into our well. conversation yes so you are a diction and elocution coach yes i am what does that mean for someone who's listening or watching Okay, so my role, simply put, as a diction and elocution coach is to help you speak right. Speak right. Not speak with an accent. Speak right. Like, yeah. there's a standard. My role is to help you speak very well. Speak right, yes. Okay. Simply put. And... We're gonna. We're even, you're, you're kind of moving ahead to one of my questions, but the whole accent thing. There's this. <laughs> we have this thing whereby people think that having an accent means speaking right. Mm. What does it even, you know? Before you go, what does it even mean to speak right in your own books as a diction and elocution coach? Okay, so the standard for speaking right is the British English. Who made this the rule? Because we're colonized by the British. In Nigeria, no, no, we were colonized by the British, so mm-hmm. we speak British English here. So let me let me let me also state that English language for us in Nigeria is our national language because some people might just say because I hear this a lot: who English ep? <laughs> like who can it put? F- yes, of course, it can put food on your table. Mm-hmm. It can determine whether you get that job or you do not. Because I hear a lot of people say. Oh, it's not important. English language is not my mother tongue. Oh, wow. That's another one that, yeah. that, we, that I hear very frequently. So people need to move from that mindset. Now, why is it important to be a good public speaker? Because, for example, someone, let's, who can I use as an example? Let's say someone who is a chef says that I only work within the confines of a hotel or I work within the confines of someone's home and I'm not speaking publicly to people. So why do I need to learn how to be a good public speaker? How would you respond to that? Okay, so basically the relationship or the connection between public speaking and our daily lives. You just gave the instance of a teacher. You communicate with about, an average class in Nigeria has about, say, 30 students. For private? Private. Okay, uh uh-huh. Public, we have more. Public battalion, 60, <laughs> yeah. 70, 100 in mm-hmm. some cases. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? I mean, what could be more? You say public speaking, you have 100 people in class, and you say that's not public speaking. You have 60, you have 30. So, teachers are another um, major influence because you know how children, you know how it is with children, how it is where they're like sponges. They hear their teachers say something and it sticks. You've heard how it is where parents will tell their children something and they'll be, no, my teacher said it's not this, it's yes, not A, yes. it is B. So that is like a fantastic 
example on its own already because you have remember that public so public speaking so maybe where we should start is public speaking is it's not just it's not until you get to a tedx stage as long as you have to interact with people remember that i i, I kept mentioning that it's not about you it's, anymore. Your it's about your audience you mentioned the chef you think that your job is just within the four walls of a hotel but you have to speak to people i just gave an instance of the guy who i don't know if he later got the job but at the time i was there he wasn't looking like he was going to get it because he was going to be communicating with foreign clients and the organization didn't want uh, they didn't want a case where they would get feedback of oh we cannot hear what your staff yeah. are saying and also that is why it is very 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 like very very important it's not until these days now we we've had loads and loads or we still have people are going on instagram lives we have um loads and loads of zoom meetings yeah, really for people, people in the, meetings. exactly yeah. especially for people in the entertainment industry now everything's like not every not not that every everything mm-hmm. the entire world is online, online but particularly within the entertainment industry we have people who are having to move their album releases online they're having to communicate with their fans ask answer questions yes. have live sessions yes. and if you're able to speak and communicate properly with your fans and with the audience it makes a huge difference compared to someone who is just as they say winging it or mm-hmm. just doesn't care okay, about how to exactly now what should public speakers do and not do i know that there are lots of things that you should not do but if you could just mention like three things that you should not do and do okay so three things that you should do i already emphasized one make your audience your priority it would even tell in the way that you prepare for your presentation it would reflect because you would go all the way you would have asked yourself possible questions oh what could be this what could be this what could be this? so that when they throw those questions at you you already have answers to them mm-hmm. so secondly i'd also say prepare for your presentation um which goes back to using your family or friends yes to yes to practice practice is one of your presentation whether you have to use slides or your lines your line to make sure that you know what it is that you want to talk about and in a related manner pick a subject matter that it is you're comfortable with you don't have to accept every speaking engagement if it is something that you're not knowledgeable at you can politely decline and for artists know your projects in and out mm. know your team yes. know the people that are behind the exactly. scenes exactly and then know your audience yes know your audience yes ask a lot of questions or oh, what is the demography what um what is the are they parents do they have children are they career people do they um do they occupy like management are they c suite in the organization just know them so that it would help in your preparation you know the sort of examples to give are they children so you don't talk over their heads so you know the kind of examples to give with cartoons sophia the first and the, mm-hmm. and all of that yeah. so all of those then what not to do. to do do not um do not go into your presentation without preparing if it is very important that you 
prepare. And when I say prepare, especially if it's a physical event, you should get to your venue, say 13 minutes before your presentation. Walk on the stage, take a walk, and then test the mic, test your clicker. If you have to walk into the stage, if you have to like walk, uh, did I say to the stage, walk into the audience, mm -hmm. speak to the technical team. Okay, is this mic, what is the, the, the how does it work? Sound check, does, Exactly, much. does it, thank you very much. Does it allow me to walk or should I just stay on the stage? Mm -hmm. That's number one. Number two, your appearance. You don't want to wear anything distracting. You don't want to remember. Unless you're an artist though. I mean, unless you're an artist, unless you're maybe an, mm -hmm. I mean, you know what I'm trying to say? Because yes. an artist, you can wear whatever you want. Yes. But even when you're going to pitch, you're going to partnership, partnerships with people, you have with to- With a brand. Yes, yes, go ahead. Mm -hmm. With, if for instance, oh, so I think I'm more focused on the corporate. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's oh, the reason why I have these examples. So you want to pitch to a brand and all, oh, you want to be wearing blinks and um, all of that. You would- I mean, do your research about the brand. Know their brand colors. You could even, if it's if it's blue, you could show up in a blue suit. Yeah. So they know that, oh, this dude has actually done his research yeah. and um, all of that. Yeah. So, this so is good. Don't do, yes. don't, those are the things that you say don't do. Yes. Okay. To kind of wrap up before we go on to our fun random questions. Okay. This is where you come in. You For people who have all these problems with diction and elocution, whatever issues you have speaking, they can contact you yes. and you have workshops that you do. Yes. Now, are these workshops open to people of a specific age or it cuts across whatever age? For example, if it's a parent, can they bring their eight-year-old child or are you inclusive of children, young adults, corporate people, entertainers, artists, people in the entertainment industry? Anyone, basically. As long as you are open-minded. So I have this example. I don't have a magic wand. When I help people get rid of H-factor, for instance, it's not like I have a magic powder that I give to you and I say, okay, when you swallow this... It's going to go away. All of your H-factor will disappear. No, as long as you're willing to learn. Mm -hmm. It's so open to it, any anybody at all. And um, some of your classes can be tailored to pe to individual problems that people have, right? It's sure, just, it's sure, not just sure. I have um, classes from time to time, dictionary elocution classes. I have um, get rid of age factor classes. I also hold personalized classes for um, people who do not want the general classes. So. Okay. And how can they get in touch with you? Um, you can send me an email, dictionwithdaring at gmail.com or just follow me on social media. Diction Diction with daring. Okay. Diction with daring. Send me a DM. Okay. Now, yeah. uh, final question, Daring, before we go on to the fun random questions. Okay. What do you think is the biggest misconception that people have about working with coaches to improve their speaking? Because I just talked about, you know, someone may say, do I really need to contact Daring? I can just, you know. But mm. what, yeah. Because a lot of times I feel like people really think that great speakers are born mm. as opposed to knowing that great speakers are made. Mm. This is you being intentional to say, I have, even if you don't have a problem area, I just want to be a better just speaker. So what misconceptions do you think that people have about working with a coach to be a better speaker? Mm. So I think one major misconception is that they think that coaches are frauds. They just want to swindle them or 
I can get everything online. Mm-hmm. I can Google it. I can do this. I can do that. So take my get rid of H factor course, for instance. After the theory, most of the time I have like a two week follow up session mm-hmm. with each of them. And it involves them sending me recordings that I vet. And then I say, no, it's not this. It's this. So it's actually hard work. And because I know, I know that my reputation is at stake. I do not want. So I put in everything it is to get the desired results. So I think that it is that um, people think, oh, they can get it online or that people just want to swindle, swindle them basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Which is not true. Which is not yeah. true. And I think that this is a, it's not like a great time, but this, but this downtime that we have in the mm. world and the economy, I think that this is a great time for people to pay attention to problem areas that they have yes. and improve them. Yes, and be- better position exactly, them. Ex- better position yourself yes, for yes. the opportunities, opportunities that you're eyeing, yes. that you want. Now let's go into the fun random questions. Are you ready? Yes, I am. Okay. My first question is, which of the following makes you cringe the most the options are my names are pizza or oil hey god 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 <laughs> so i think my names are hmm. my names are and i'm like you bear all of these names you cannot identify with all of these names so my name is ademisola taiwo adeyemi not mm, my name's are. my names are <laughs> well thank you so much for your time Derry. it's been and my pleasure thank you to our listeners <laughs> it didn't well. feel like we were it felt like we were just i told you see do you see so am i am, am i right yes you are i told you i told you <laughs> i should have felt like we were just recording yes <laughs> exactly and thank you to our listeners as well if you want to follow Derry, you can follow her on yeah. instagram yeah. at diction with Derry. so that's d-i- D-I-C-T-I-O-N-W-I-T-H-D-E-R-I-N, Diction with Derry. And um, if you enjoy this episode, please share it with your friend yes. or you can share share it on social media and yes. tag us. We'll yes. definitely like, interact, <laughs> interact with that. Derry, yeah. any last words about public speaking, diction, elocution? Do everything. Do everything you can to put your best foot forward Every time you get the opportunity. Diction and elocution is one thing that can position you for those opportunities that you want to get. That's really good advice. <laughs> Let's all continue to stay safe and yes, listen to, and yes. make sure that Please we incorporate dairies and yes, into our lives. Yes. Bye everyone. Bye. This episode is produced and edited by me, Fola Shade Anosie. Audio engineer for this episode is John Akinola. Theme song for the show is by Imodu Ayonote. As always, you can subscribe to the podcast on AudioMac, Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher Radio. Simply search for T-H-E-S-N-C Podcast, which is one word. Also check us out at T-H-E-S-N-C Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you for listening.